You are Locked On Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we return here with another episode of Locked On Ravens. I'm your host, Kevin Ostraker of Ravens Wire. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off of your next order. And we return here. It is a Monday edition of Locked On Ravens, starting off another week of Baltimore Ravens football talk. Kevin Ostriker here, back with more Ravens content, and we do have some new stuff to talk about today. I know after the draft ended, it's kind of been, again, that lull period, as I've been calling it, and I'm sure a lot of others do too, but... The rookies were on the field for the first time in Baltimore Ravens uniform over the weekend. Rookie minicamp, it is over now. It was from Friday to Sunday, but there are a lot of takeaways from it. And unfortunately, I was not there in person, but just from hearing the players speak and the coaches speak and looking at some of the practice clips that the Ravens posted on their social media, looking at some of the takeaways from people who were there, There's a lot of exciting stuff to dive into, and not just stuff on the football field. I mentioned listening to the guy speak, whether it be players or coaches. I want to talk about that in the first segment because there were some funny clips from players and coaches. There were some really nice clips from players and coaches in terms of just what people's expectations are for themselves, for the team, you know, just a bunch of different things like that, how they felt rookie minicamp was going. So I just want to talk about some of what some guys had to say in the first segment from Rookie Minicab. And then in the second and third segments, the Ravens posted their own little takeaways list, impressions list from Rookie Minicamp. Ryan Mink from BaltimoreRavens.com posted 10 things. So I want to split that up into two segments. In the second segment, we'll look at the first five that Ryan posted. And then in the final segment, we'll look at the last five that Ryan posted because he was there in person, you know, working for the team and everything. Ryan does great work over there. So He was there in person seeing what these guys were doing. So I want to talk about what he saw, what people who were actually there in person saw. So it's a lot of rookie stuff, but again, very exciting as we got to see Rashad Bateman in a Ravens jersey, Adafi Owe in a Ravens jersey. Ben Cleveland was was the talk of the weekend almost outside of Rashad Bateman based off of just how he looked and some of the things he said. So a lot of rookie stuff today. Again, in the first segment, we'll talk about what some of these rookies and the coaches as well had to say in rookie minicamp and then... In the second and third segments, we'll look at what some impressions were from BaltimoreRavens.com about rookie minicamp. So let's jump right in here again. Apple Podcasts, I think starting to get back on that right trend. We put out content Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Eastern Time, but Apple Podcasts has had some issues putting out content on time or even at all. So if it is Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Eastern Time, you don't see our show on Apple Podcasts, our latest show on Apple Podcasts. It's in other places, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, TuneIn, Megaphone. We put out that content. I pride myself on putting out that content five days a week at the same time. So be sure if it's not on Apple Podcasts to check it out on any other podcast platform. Also be sure to follow us on Twitter at LockedOnRavens and my personal account at KOSTRIKER. 34 for any Ravens news analysis, updates, historical perspectives, draft analysis, free agency analysis, season analysis, and much, much more. So with all that being said, let's dive in. There's a lot to talk about. Let's start off talking about what some of these players had to say. 
And I think the first thing, you know, again, really the talk of the weekend was Ben Cleveland, not just because of his on-field appearance and literally just walking onto the field caused a stir, but some of the stuff that he had to say to the Baltimore media. And I think one of the most important things that he did have to say, you know, was about his nutrition and his eating habits. And, you know, everybody's eating habits are different, right? Nutritional stuff. But for athletes, there's a certain level of, you know, caring, I'll call it, that you have to put into your nutrition in order to keep your body at a level where you can keep up with other world-class athletes. And so Ben Cleveland, you know, talking about his nutrition, said that in high school, he would eat two Little Caesars pizzas. He said that after games, I think the day was Tuesday, maybe it was Wednesday, I think it was Tuesdays, They would get pizza after practice, the team, and he would go home, take some of those pizzas home, eat two Little Caesars pizzas before bed, and then he said he got to college, learned a bit about nutrition, and kind of got on a better eating habit schedule, and I think that, one, you know, really big of him to do that, obviously he didn't have to do that, you know, everybody's eating habits are their own, and they can choose to do what they want with them, but Ben Cleveland wanted to get better, wanted to endure, you know, what it took to be able to get up to the level that he's at now. And he learned all those tips and tricks. And so that's something that, honestly, I, I was very impressed with just hearing, you know, it can be tough sometimes to move off of those eating habits. So I'm very happy that Cleveland ended up, you know, doing what he thought was best for him. And, you know, that for him, he thought was going out there and getting on a better nutrition and, and on a diet and stuff. So Ben Cleveland now is at the place where he wants to be, right? He is an NFL player. And I think getting off of those Little Caesars pizza and getting on to a better eating plan worked for him. He also talked about the famous squirrel diet. Obviously, much was made about Ben Cleveland and him eating squirrels. And he, he kind of provided some clarity on that, saying, look, it's, it's not a diet or anything. He said, you know, when you run out of deer meat, you go in your freezer, you look what's there. They had a couple of squirrels that were frozen, freeze-dried in there. He cooked them up. You know, he said, you know, quote, cook up a squirrel or two or cook you up a squirrel or two end quote. So it's just, it's funny stuff, you know, all these different backgrounds that guys come from and all these different areas of the world, really. I mean, the Ravens, they've gone international before with their players. I mean, the Luminor obviously went to Texas A&M, but was from London. So I'm sure some people don't view squirrel as, you know, the main delicacy that they eat all the time. But for Cleveland, hey, it's something that he liked and that worked for him. So it was funny to kind of hear that perspective and him provide clarity on that. He seems like a very down-to-earth guy, someone who will absolutely tear your soul apart on the field, but off the field seems like a very nice, genuine, fun guy. And he should get along with guys on the offensive line and on the team as well. I think all these guys, that's something I wanted to say as well. All these guys on the team, I think are going to get along just great with everybody. You know, the Ravens, they do their homework, right? They're a team that values that culture. They're not going to bring in anybody who they don't feel like is going to be a fit with their team, is going to buy into the culture, is going to get along with the guys in that locker room. You know, Cleveland and and all the rookies are going to get along, I think, very, very well. But another quote, and someone else who I was impressed with speaking to the media, I think, was Adafi Owe. And the main point that stuck out to me with Owe was... The fact that he said that he could feel himself getting better. And I think that's a really important point because look, in in reality, most of these rookies aren't going to come in day one and be superstars, right? Some do it. Justin Jefferson last year. Sure. That's, that's a prime example. But for some of these rookies, it's going to take a little time. And for Adafi Owe, who's not been playing football for that long, the fact that after two days of rookie minicamp when this interview took place, you know, he was saying, yeah, I can feel myself getting better, right? That is what professional coaching is. And for the Ravens, it speaks to their coaching, right? That's really big. 
because with Owe, he still has a lot to learn. He isn't going to not be effective early. I think he will be. But, you know, along the way, there are going to be some bumps. It's not all going to be sunshine and rainbows. And these rookie mini camps, right, training camps and, and OTAs in the preseason, those are all places where he can improve upon his game. So he can take what he learned in these three days of rookie mini camp. He can go back, hone in on them, get familiar with the playbook. This is all, these are all stepping stones. And for the Ravens, they've developed some of these pass rushers in the, in the past, right? You look at Guys like Tyus Bowser and Matthew Judon and Zadarius Smith, right? All guys who it took a year or two for them to actually get caught up with the speed of the game and, and hone in on their skills. But when they did, they turned into phenomenal football players. And for Owe, to just, just kind of hear him say that and look, how much of it is players speak? Again, you hear the coach speak, the GM speak. Maybe the players are just saying it to say it, but I doubt it. You know, I think all these guys are pretty genuine with what they say. Obviously, they're not going to say anything terrible like, oh my God, I felt awful out there and I'm terrible, right? No, guys are going to have bad games, but for Owe, I think this was a really big step for him just to get on the field and for all the rookies. I'm not just singling out Owe for this. Getting on the field, getting some time in with the coaches early before the rest of the guys come in for OTAs in training camp and whatnot in the preseason that's big. So I'm glad that Owe really felt that improvement. And that's something I think will continue for him over these next couple of years as he continues to grow and develop and just get better as a football player. The next guy I want to talk about briefly, Rashad Bateman. Obviously, Bateman is someone who many people are looking forward to seeing in a Baltimore Ravens uniform and just seeing him out there catching passes from Lamar Jackson. Well, Bateman, when he was talking to the Baltimore media, said that, you know, he places high expectations on himself but isn't really getting caught up in where he was drafted. He said, you know, it didn't matter if, if I was a first or a seventh round draft pick. The expectations he has for himself would have been the same regardless. And, and that's something that I think is really good for Rashad Bateman. You know, obviously there are all these expectations of being a first round pick. He's probably going to be on the field a lot because he was a first round pick. And also he's uber talented, right? That, that's the main thing here. But for Bateman... He's someone who, again, is going to come in, going to learn. Same thing with all the rookies. He's going to look at this time. He, You know, he could look back on it five years from now and say, you know what? It wasn't much. It was three days, but this was really my start at the NFL level, getting in the rookie mini camps. And he looked good on film. I mean, he was catching passes, looking smooth with his route running. It was really nice to see that. And so for Bateman, having those expectations for himself, it's always good to have those expectations for yourself and, you know, you can have expectations as a team and, you know, coaches can have expectations for you, but you also, I think, have to have those expectations for yourself in order to live up to your goals and what you want out of your career. So that was another big thing for a Ravens rookie talking to the media. Then finally, a bit on the coaching. I mean, T. Martin and Keith Williams making their impact known early. I think a lot of people were impressed with what they saw out of them, both on the film, you know, you could see them coaching guys up and also just with what everybody heard based off of guys who were there and people who were looking at the practice in person. But also John Harbaugh said that one, Rashad Bateman is as advertised in two, he was overall pretty happy with how it was going, right? He said it was nice to get everybody back in the building and to have everybody out on the field, right? All these, all these things that were missing from last offseason because of the coronavirus pandemic, it was nice to see everybody's excitement about it. And that's one of the big things here. You know, we haven't had football, live football in the NFL since early February. 
we're now here in mid-May. You know, it's nice to see these guys running on the field and doing all this stuff together. So at the end of the day, a really nice three days of rookie minicamp for the Ravens, but we're not done talking about it yet as we're going to head into our first break. But when we return, we're going to be taking a look at the first five impressions and takeaways from BaltimoreRavens.com of Ravens rookie minicamp. So stay tuned for that, and we'll be right back. Hey Ravens fans, listen up. Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC, is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T, text draft to 231-231. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testafin, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels and increase energy and lean muscle mass. Plus, text now and they'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you get back in shape absolutely free. Text draft to 231231. That's draft to 2-3-1-2-3-1. Message and data rates may apply. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based off of preferences you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax-loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25 advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront com slash locked on NFL. All you need is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash locked on NFL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash locked on NFL to start growing your savings. Go to Wealthfront.com slash locked on NFL and get started today. And we return with our second segment of this Monday edition of Locked On Ravens. Your host, Kevin Ostriker, is still hanging out with you here. And we just talked about a few of the things that the Ravens rookies and coaches had to say during rookie minicamp. But now we're going to get into some takeaways and overall impressions from BaltimoreRavens.com. Ryan Mink of BaltimoreRavens.com putting together 10 takeaways, impressions that he had because he was there in person. And I want to run through the first five in this segment, the second segment, and then the last five in the final segment. So I'm just going to read them down here, one through five, and we'll talk about each one of them a bit. So the first takeaway from Ryan says, one, I see why there was buzz about Rashad Bateman measuring in at just a tick over six foot and 190 pounds at his pro day. He seems bigger than his size. Bateman is a well-proportioned wide receiver with a good combination of size and speed. He didn't have any trouble getting off of press coverage and glides through his routes. And so, yeah, this, this is a big takeaway, one, because there were a bunch of different discrepancies coming from Rashad Bateman's measurements during, you know, pro days and whatnot and during his time at the University of Minnesota. He, he was being measured in at, at times, you know, 6'3", 6'2". He just measured in, and his official height is, Ryan mentions here, a bit over 6 foot, 190 pounds. That, that's fine. I don't think that the 2 inches, 3 inches is a huge deal because Bateman plays like he is 6'2 or 6'3", and sometimes that's what's the most important, right? The, the good receivers in the NFL don't have to be these 6'5", 215, 220-pound monsters, right? That's not what it is. Bateman is someone who I mentioned, and Ryan mentioned it here as well, he, he does have a knack for running really crisp routes. Ryan says the word glide. And 
he has that size and speed combination that I think is going to work really well in Baltimore's offense because he doesn't blow anybody away with speed, right? I don't think he's going to be asked to do that. He wasn't really asked to do that at Minnesota a ton. On occasion, he was, but not necessarily all the time. But what the Ravens have is they have speedsters in Marquise Brown and Devin Duvernay that are really like, all right, we can beat you deep with anybody. But for Bateman, you can put him on the outside and you can say, go up and catch this contested football. Go run this route and get a first down, right? He has all these different intangibles about him. They're really exciting. So it's good that in rookie minicamp, Ryan noticed that he was playing bigger than his size because that was one of the things coming out of Minnesota that was a good trait about him. People said, yeah, he might not be this huge gargantuan monster, but he plays like he is one of the tallest receivers in the college football landscape. So this is a good first takeaway. And moving into the second one here, Ryan says two. Glide is an intentional word choice for Bateman because everything he does looks smooth. He catches the ball cleanly, eats up cushion with his acceleration, and is good in and out of his breaks. Word is that Bateman also made a few nice plays in Friday's practice. And so for the Ravens, you know, the media members and, and all those guys, I don't know what these specifics were in terms of how much of these practices they were allowed to watch, but I think Saturday was the big day for the media to come in and watch the practices and everything. So on Friday, it's nice to hear that, yeah, you know, Bateman's going out there and making these big plays. But again, glide is a good word that Ryan uses here for Bateman because what he does is he's a very well-rounded player. I think he is one of the most well-rounded wide receivers to come out of this 2021 draft class. And when you look at Rashad Bateman, you know, I obviously mentioned Des Fitzpatrick a lot on the show. I, I still think that he could have been a good fit in Baltimore as more of a developmental guy. But for Bateman, the fact that he did fall to 27, right? For me, I thought Bateman was going to have to go and the Ravens were going to have to trade up for him in the mid-20s or the even the early 20s, and they'd have to give up some draft capital. So I'm like, is that really worth it when he can get a guy like Terrence Marshall Jr. or whatnot? Maybe not because the receiver class was kind of deep, but Bateman, I think, was the best receiver where the Ravens got him in terms of value and overall fit for this team. And so he has just an overall really well-rounded game. And as Ryan mentions here, he does a lot of things well, and he's going to be asked to do a lot of different things. You know, he's kind of a a jack-of-all-trades type player, but he is crisp, right? You're going to watch him run, and you'll see all these things. And even if you go back and watch his college highlights, he is a crisp route runner. That's just how I like to describe it, you know, sharp, whatever you want to say. He will make defenders look silly. He will freeze them as he runs a route. He will juke them out as he runs a route. He will fake them out. You know, whatever you can say about good route running, Rashad Bateman is that. He's, he also plays fast is, is what I've seen. You know, someone who Ryan mentions eats up that cushion with his acceleration. Cornerbacks have to respect the fact that he can utilize some of that speed to get past them. So they have to give him cushion. Then he stops on a dime and makes those defenders pay for giving him that cushion. So Good two takeaways here for Rashad Bateman because he's someone who is going to have to be relied on a ton by the Ravens, and I think he's going to do just fine in that role. The third takeaway here, three. As my colleague and former longtime basketball reporter Clifton Brown mentioned, first-round edge rusher Adafi Owe looks like he could be playing in the NBA. His athleticism instantly pops. And so yeah, for Owe, he is someone who I think is going to be a three-down player. Could even be as early as week one. But... He's going to have to refine some of that technique, but what he does have in something that Ryan and Clifton Brown both mention, he is someone who is an athlete, an overall freak of nature. Obviously ran that 4-3-6 at his pro day for Penn State, is a tall guy, 
can line up, I think, in a, in a couple different spots. The Ravens are going to try to move him around, see where he fits best. But that's the good thing about having a player with his athleticism, with OA's athleticism, because as I mentioned in the first segment, the Ravens have developed those guys like Tyus Bowser, Matthew Judon, Zadarius Smith, and a bunch of others as well. But who has had the traits that Adafi Owe has? Who has had that speed at that size and all this other stuff? I don't think anybody comes relatively close. There are a few that, that maybe scratch the surface, but I think Owe might be the biggest potential like star. Like If everything goes right, he has the biggest star potential kind of up there with Terrell Suggs in terms of what he could be for this Ravens franchise. Now, that means everything has to go right, you know, and there's not a guarantee that happens. But I do think that the athleticism that Owe displays is a key reason why Baltimore took him at number 31. And and I think they're going to have the coaches in place. They already do, but they're going to have the coaching techniques in place to help him thrive. Number four is another takeaway about Owe. Four. Owe is getting a lot of one-on-one instruction with outside linebackers coach Drew Wilkins. Considering he's only played football for five years, Owe has a lot of nuances to learn. Given his immense talent and work ethic, he's an exciting toy to assemble. And yeah, this is some of the stuff I was just talking about a couple seconds ago. Owe has the potential. He has something where he can use his athleticism in a lot of different ways, setting the edge. He could even drop back into coverage if he's taught those little things to do well and what not to do. And rushing the passer, the production wasn't there in college, but he was. it's almost like the Yannick Ngakwe situation in Baltimore where he was a hair away from having a lot more production than he actually did. And so his box score stats might not say it, but he was actually very effective. Oh, coming out of college and in the early scattering reports that I think a lot of people put together on him, he is a disruptor. I think that's a key word that a lot of people kept coming back to. He's someone who's going to be a, a dominant force against the run on day one. I think that's something where he's going to be on the field on first down, maybe second downs as well. But depending on what the Ravens do with their pass rush situation, the, the veteran options like Justin Houston, Melvin Ingram, Ryan Kerrigan, Olivier Vernon, the enticing part is going to be what to do with him on third downs and obvious passing situations. Does he have those intangibles and has he learned enough to be put on the field in big moments in those situations or are they going to rely on more of a veteran presence? So, I mean, he is someone who is super exciting to watch, super exciting to think about what's going to end up happening with him, but they have the coaching in place, as I mentioned. They're going to have some fun with Adafi Owe over these next few years. He's someone who they haven't had the athletic traits at that position in a very long time. And I mean, this is someone who they were very high on because of those athletic skills and those athletic traits. Our last takeaway here before we head into our final break here, number five, we've all marveled at Ben Cleveland's mountainous upper body, and I can report that the lower half matches. Cleveland has tree trunks for legs with monster calves. His forceful punch is evident, but Cleveland will also move defensive linemen with a strong lower half. His footwork seems smooth too, which isn't a surprise given that he was also a really good baseball player. And yeah, this is big. I mean, Ben Cleveland walks onto the field for minicamp, for rookie minicamp, the first day on Friday. And everybody goes nuts. He looks like a literal, a mountain. Ryan says mountainous upper body. He looks like a mountain. So, I mean, for the Ravens, they have this really big guy here. But, you know, as everybody says, you know, you can't skip leg day. You can't. You can't do it or else you're not going to be an effective athlete. And, you know, everything might look a little off. Well, no, Cleveland is mountainous both on his upper body and with his lower body as well. And Ryan noticed that too. He's someone who is going to, again, steal your soul, right? That's something that Ben Powers said during his, I think it was combine interview. It might've been pro day, but one of the two. 
And then Ben Cleveland here is just another one of those steal your soul players where he is going to absolutely truck defenders out of the way, create running lanes, make sure that guys do not get to Lamar Jackson. This guy is going to be good in the NFL. Look, there's no guarantee that Cleveland does win the starting job outright. He's going to have to battle Powers and Ben Bredesen as well. But he has the physical profile to do it and to go out there and win that job. And again, Ryan mentions the footwork, which I think is big too, because you can have the big upper body and the big lower body and just be this mountainous force. But if your foot speed isn't there, if you're not able to move really smoothly and be able to pull and be able to do all this, it would be a little tough at the NFL level. So for Cleveland, I'm very excited for what he can bring to this team. I mean, an an absolute freak of nature. And he has the potential to be really, really good for this team right off the bat. We're going to head into our final break now, but when we return, we're going to be taking a look at the final five impressions and takeaways from Ravens rookie minicamp from BaltimoreRavens.com. So stay tuned for that, and we will be right back. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And we return here with our final segment of this Monday edition of Locked On Ravens. Kevin Allstriker, your host, still hanging out with you here. And we're now going to get into the final five impressions and takeaways that BaltimoreRavens.com put on their website. Ryan Mink, the author of this article, if you do want to go check it out, called Practice Report, 10 First Impressions of Ravens Rookie Class. So let's get into 6 through 10 here and starting off with number 6. You wouldn't be able to tell that third-round cornerback Brandon Stevens has only been playing the position for two years after converting from running back. His backpedal looks smooth, and he had no trouble turning and running with wide receivers, often Bateman, well. Stevens looks thickly built and worked exclusively at cornerback Saturday. So this is really interesting, actually, because I think a lot of people, myself included, anticipated Brandon Stevens transitioning over to safety. Now, that's not to say that, you know, he would only be a safety. I'm sure he would rotate in with cornerback as well. You know, I think listing him as a defensive back is kind of more accurate with his position because I think he'll be splitting time at cornerback and safety. But what you have is another guy who the Ravens can work with and build and develop. And that's huge because Stevens, two years as a running back at UCLA before moving on and transferring to SMU where he transitioned into a defensive back, a corner. And this was a pick that I think a lot of people thought was a reach. My first impression, I'll admit, was a reach. But the more I looked into it, the more I figured, yeah, you know what? This pick actually could work out. Could the Ravens have gotten him a little later? You know, maybe. Sure, right? That, that's something that seriously could have been considered by the team. But if another team liked Stevens and they were going to take him, the Ravens would have to have waited until pick 131. So it's nice that Stevens looks good. You know, I think that Stevens has a lot to prove, but also... You know, there were people unnecessarily hating on the pick and just trashing Brandon Stevens. That's not fair. That's not fair at all, especially when I think he wasn't very well known within the Ravens community, maybe within the NFL community as well. So it's nice that he looked good during rookie minicamp, at least what Ryan saw on Saturday. Number seven, 
Don't sleep on fourth round wide receiver Tylen Wallace. It's a big adjustment for him moving around the different spots in the offense after lining up almost exclusively on the right side of Oklahoma State, but Wallace has the suddenness and acceleration in his route running to create separation, which makes him an interesting slot option. He had a nice diving catch in a situational hurry-up drill late in practice and, like Bateman, shows very reliable hands. And this is big for the Ravens. I don't necessarily know how much playing time Tylen Wallace is going to get, during his rookie year because there are guys on the outside competing for snaps like Sammy Watkins and like Miles Boykin potentially and other guys as well. But I think that for the Ravens, you know, even with Rashad Bateman thrown in that group, they have a lot of guys. And Wallace could be the odd man now considering last year, Devin Duvernay, a third round pick, barely got any snaps, got some, but didn't get a ton. So Wallace could be in for more of a red shirt year, but it seems like he does have all the intangibles and the traits that Baltimore's looking for. He's on the smaller side, but people have compared him to Steve Smith Sr. And he said that, you know, was something that he's heard about before. So He's someone who has good hands, is very physical, can make contested catches, plays well above his size, and Ryan Mink makes a good point here saying that he did line up almost exclusively on the right side of Oklahoma State, so being able to maneuver around the field is something he'll have to learn and work on, but this was very encouraging, especially for a mid-round pick in Tylen Wallace. Number eight, fifth-round cornerback Sean Wade made a fine diving pass breakup late in the practice. He has good length. Fifth-round pick Dalen Hayes was in the backfield a few times during Saturday's session, showing good burst off the edge. He really soaks up coaching. Two fifth-round picks for the Ravens that I think could have big impacts. I honestly think Dalen Hayes could have more of an impact during his rookie year just because cornerback is so stacked right now for the Ravens and even throwing Brandon Stevens' name in there too, right? That's something that could be a factor. So Hayes... Maybe this is more of a redshirt thing, especially if the Ravens do bring in a veteran, but it's good that both of them had nice plays and really seem to be coming along. Obviously, there's a, there's a lot of work for all these rookies ahead in the coming weeks, months, years, really. But th these first couple of practices, again, getting their feet under them, it's really nice to see some fifth round picks getting some love here in this article as well. Number nine, keep an eye out on undrafted safety or Darius Washington out of TCU, who was around the ball a few times. He looks like he's listed at 5'8", 176 pounds, but he's got enough pop. Undrafted inside linebacker Barrington Wade, Iowa, made some plays too, though he had an interception bounce off his hands. And yeah, look, I've been talking about Odarius Washington for a while now. He's someone who I think could have a huge impact on this team as early as his rookie season. He's someone who I think the Ravens could use in those three safety packages. You move Deshaun Elliott over to strong safety, Chuck Clark into the dime. He he has a lot of traits that I like. Now, the reason he fell in the draft, I had him as a third round, fourth round prospect. A lot of other people did too, but fell out of the draft due to his size and also a poor pro day showing. And then Barrington Wade is another interesting prospect. Someone who I think might not be able to make the team just because the inside linebacker group for Baltimore right now is pretty deep, considering Kristen Welch is still there and Otara Locke is coming back. Plus, you have guys like Chris Board and Malik Harrison, LJ Fort, and obviously Patrick Queen. But if Wade makes some plays in training camp, obviously a candidate to make the 53-man, and if not, he could definitely make the practice squad. So it's nice to see undrafted free agents too getting a look here in this article because the Ravens love those undrafted guys as well. And finally, number 10, undrafted quarterback Kenji Bahar from Monmouth deserves some props. He was the only quarterback, so his right arm is going to need some ice tonight. The six foot three Baltimore native Calvert Hall looked pretty darn good. There weren't many balls hitting the turf. 
And so, yeah, good for him. I mean, this is something where he's probably not going to make this team, but as someone who should be eligible if he does stick throughout the preseason to be a practice squad quarterback for the Ravens, if all goes well. A Baltimore native, Ryan mentions as well, Calvert Hall guy. So it was nice to see that. There was one throw that the Ravens posted on their social media. The ball was underthrown. Rashad Bateman had to come back for it. But considering he was the only guy out there, Bahar made a good name for himself for sure. Overall here, the Ravens had a pretty nice rookie minicamp. It seemed like guys were getting up to speed, learning the playbook a little bit, learning the speed of the NFL game a little, and seeing how everything works at the next level. And obviously with training camp, OTAs, the preseason, and obviously the regular season, these guys are going to have their work cut out for them. But so far, it seems pretty good. And again, if you want to check out the Ravens article here by Ryan Mink, Practice Report, 10 First Impressions of Ravens Rookie Class is the article I read those 10 impressions and takeaways from because I was not there in person, unfortunately, but Ryan Mink was from BaltimoreRavens.com. That's all that I have for you today here on Locked on Ravens. When we get back here tomorrow, it's more Ravens talk from us, so stay tuned for that, and I will see you tomorrow.